comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Now, shall we begin? Episode 322. Whatever. Welcome to episode blah 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 of Half Hour Wasted. The Star Trek Into Darkness episode. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about everything. In fact, if you don't want to be spoiled in ten, in five seconds, turn it off right now. Let's all say it on three. One, two, three. Come on! Oh, I forgot the kids were sleeping. Or they're trying to be asleep. So... I gotta out and uh, oh wait, wait let, let's introduce Bill's gonna join us. In Bill will join us momentarily. He's on family duty. Frankie, <laughs> Frankie and Brad are here. What's up? May have been just extended due to our yes, screaming. due to the loudness. <laughs> Russell Latham of the Long Box of Doom. Oh, we got it right. Is in the house. Dennis Poo, as always, is in the house. Special guest Star Culp. Star, how are you? Say hello. It's radio. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank as the you. geekiest girl these guys know. Former co-worker with me and Frank and Bill at that place you hear a lot about. And Star has seen Star Trek twice. Once today. 3D yesterday. Oh, 3D? Okay. 3D was yesterday the 3D good? And regular. It was very good. Was it? Okay. And Frank 3D, saw it yeah. two nights ago. Yeah, I saw it Thursday. I wasn't able to join you guys today. Uh, you guys went today at the 7:20 showing Saturday, and uh, so we and we just got back and got back to Bill's house. And Bill, like Frank said, Bill's putting the kids up. So I've got to out Dennis Pooh right off the <laughs> bat. <laughs> okay, Dennis Pooh, yeah. take your geek card out of your wallet <laughs> and put it on the table, and Russell is going to pee on it. <laughs> you must. I like say, to know what I'm accused of. You have not seen any of the original Star Trek movies. <gasps> yeah, wow. And what? let's get it on. We've already spoiled it, so he's not seen the most relevant one that has to do with this movie. It's Star- the best one. The Wrath of Khan, arguably. You, I don't think you need I, to. I think it's second best, but we'll have that conversation okay. later. Brad loves the first one. No, not the first. Well, I can, one. <laughs> I can give that perspective the for not one. knowing the. But you don't. You don't get a lot of the subtleties out of this think, movie. I don't that... think you need them. Maybe well, I, you I, don't need, you them, don't need but them. But you'll never your... experience. You'll never feel what Star and I and Russell and Bill and Frank feel. It's like there's a joke, an inside joke that you will never get. You are a sucker. <laughs> But, I, think, I think I get even even not having seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I know some of the plot points, right? Okay. So uh, I think I got most of it. Okay, I almost <clears> kind of <throat> envy Dennis though because he has no nothing to bias his feelings towards Into Darkness. Are you biased because of your experience with the? I, I, I think. Which camp he, are you in? As far as like. Like with the new Star Trek continuity versus oh, I'm, the old. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me a bit. I, by bias, I mean it's just when I see things that happen in this movie, my brain can't help but compare them to to mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan. Of course, and and, I, and they 
they acknowledge that in this movie. Right. Right. By talking to Spock Prime, which right. they call him on IMDb. Yeah. And saying, how did you deal with it? Yeah. You know, and of course, Dennis isn't really it's sure. It's not too late for me. I no, it's not at all. You can Dennis, always go well, back and yeah. you will experience yeah. it in a, in a great way. I mean, yeah. be, I it's mean not you need too to make late. that... Um, an event for yourself and just watch all the Star Trek movies. Yeah. I mean, you there's can, only 12. You can skip the first one. There's yeah. 12 of them? Yeah, this is this the was 12. Oh. You can don't skip, bother with the first one. You <laughs> can skip the motion picture. Okay. That's the smartest thing I've ever heard Star say. No, I'm okay. kidding. Of course. But <laughs> I didn't know there were that She's many. absolutely right. Yeah. You can skip the motion picture. Actually, you can skip almost... <clears throat> if you just go for the even numbers, you'd be okay. You gotta watch three though, because three, two, three, because and four happen. Boom, boom, boom. Right? I know three, three is a yeah. continuation. Of yeah, four. and I, I personally like three a lot. So I do I, as well. John Larroquette and David Lloyd as Klingons. Klingons Come on. Five, and, uh, five. Father Jim as as a Klingon. And he yeah. talks. <laughs> He's a Klingon, but he talks well, like Reverend Jim. Fire torpedoes, I guess. <laughs> and he has anyway. a Klingon dog. Yeah, yes. you could skip five as <laughs> well. Oh. Five oh, totally five. skip five. You, you watch two, three, four, <clears throat> and six. Six is my personal favorite. I, yeah, I six, is, six. six is six. Christopher Plummer is a Klingon. Oh, yeah. Let loose the dogs of war. Yeah, I like that. Kim Cattrall is a Vulcan. Yeah. Really? Starfleet. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah, you... you and Michael Dorn as his great-great-grandfather. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. So, you were saying, Russell, I'm sorry... No, that was that was pretty much it. Just the just the whole. But you you felt like you were biased, or or you had to compare what you'd seen before. I mean, I was doing that not, also. Not compare, but I just I wish I could have just turned that part of my brain off and just and just looked at this movie for what what it was. Well, I'll tell you something. I went today with my brother in law, and he went yesterday, and after it, he took his son home, and they watched Space Seed. On oh, okay. Nice. So that he could get a perspective of where this character was in the old universe. What is space we need to tell Dennis. That yes. is the original episode of the original series where Khan appears. Oh, okay. okay. And so, when they first encounter Khan. Yeah, <clears throat> same actor, Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> you look marvelous. Uh, he, they brought the character back for... I don't remember where Khan ended up at the end of Space Seed. They put him on they the planet. Him on the planet. They, they put him on City Alpha 5. Alpha. Right, that's with what I the happened. officer that fell in love with yeah, him. The, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. I can't remember. Anything. So... He was a character in the original series. They brought him back for this mm-hmm. Wrath of Khan movie. Great movie. Carol Marcus was in Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, but now you do. Um, so that's it's it's important to know that that's where that character came from. So because there was a lot of yeah, she, she did seem like yeah, she came out of nowhere. Well, that's one of my in the movie. That's one of my mm-hmm. issues with her. She plays. She plays a bargaining chip that is her, other than introducing the character, she's just a bargaining chip towards that last third of the movie, and then so that's she, it. She's she done. has a legacy with Wrath of Khan, uh, Wrath of Khan? With, but was uh, she just no. introduced, or no, well, sort Space of. Seed? She, she wasn't in Space Seed at all. She okay. was like a backfill. Her, so did she come out of nowhere in Wrath of Khan? No, she no. was a main character. Okay. Yeah. So just, should we just give them the... Spoiler for a 30-year-old movie, <laughs> but in Wrath of Khan, the whole plot, one of the big plot points of that is this thing called the Genesis device, which was developed okay. by Carol Marcus and her son, David. Okay. The son turns out to be Kirk's son, who, oh, who the, son, the son doesn't know <clears throat> that Kirk is his father until the end of the movie, 
Um, but but this, the device gets launched and it rejuvenates this planet. So that it, it basically Khan wants to weaponize it. So it, that kind of turns into a plot point in the movie. And I she's see. on this project, and that's how they wrote Kirk in because she that's tells. That's very different. Than, yeah, the, the the re-envisioning is very different. Than. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's more of an homage. Yeah. JJ's love letter to Rathacon. And yeah, you know the the great thing about the original Rathacon. Kirk and Khan never meet in person. Yeah. And they no face never face. they never have a face to face only communicator. But it's very um, it's very cat and mouse. It's very uh, battle and that's one I hate to I hate to compare. The one thing I really appreciated with with that one is it Rathacon really shows off Kirk as the as the captain, like a strategist, as the master more, strategist, not fighting. Right, as the one who who can't and will not be <laughs> beat beat up in this case. R- right, yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of this movie, uh, Kirk and Spock in this movie end up in the opposite places that they did at yeah. the end of the original. That I knew. Con and they acknowledge that again verbally. They say. Well, this is what you would have done, and Spock says, "Well, I did what you would have done," you know. So, uh, and Khan, I'm sorry, Kirk was the one that yells, "Khan, you've seen that, right?" Right, and then it was it thrilled me to my core to hear that Spock yell, "See, that was really tough. I really had a bad. I loved it. I think it worked. I absolutely. I think everything in the movie was perfect because." Yeah. But that really just—I was like, "Oh, that—that no, that, that to I, me I, reminded me of the episode three of Vader going." No, <laughs> no, it was like Star said; it was an homage to mm-hmm. to the. And I think, I, but I, I think it see how you try, it They're that trying way. to work. Human, in this remastering, right, the, the they're whole, trying to humanize Spock. A little exactly, bit. you and know, this was the way to do it. They, we saw him crying. Yeah, they mentioned he mentions all the time about how he does find so emotion conflicted. and stuff. Right, and that's and fine. I, I think all it really, fine. I think it really, really worked. And I think, I think Frank is. Uh, yeah, I think it worked. Is way off mark on this. So you I, know, I I felt that they, you know, this is a new universe, and why go back to the well? Why do Khan? Well, I think they changed it enough. Yeah. I mean, that one part, you know, the the bit. I mean, flipping the script a little bit on, you know, who met, you know, their demise or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think was the only thing that was really similar to to Wrath of Khan. I think they they did a good enough job of flipping the script on that whole thing where you thought he was on the same side as as the Enterprise crew, and then he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't. I thought all that was. Was good. And then you hear Bones say, "What is he? Some kind of Superman?" And they're like, "Con, yeah, Con, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I, I do and all the press said, "No, it's not Con." No, no, we're not having a Con. No Con here. Yeah. The, I, I thought that they kind of, in in a weird way, telegraphed what was going to happen to Kirk or to a character yeah. in the movie with the whole blood thing. Sure, because they sure. they spell that out at the beginning. Yeah. About what his blood can do. Then there's that whole triple thing, which just kind of. It's I thought funny. Well, they, they telegraphed the out, but I don't think they telegraphed what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they telegraphed. Yeah, and when when Kirk said he was going to go into there, yeah. I just kind of saw it. Like yeah. it didn't surprise me. And then Spock just yelling the con. Oh, oh, it just. Well, there was I another thing. Done something different there was another thing that I thought was telegraphed, but it wasn't. It was the new science officer. 
I thought initially, because she came out of nowhere. Yeah, basically. She, yeah. yeah. So I thought she would have been in cahoots with Khan, and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then she turned out to be the Admiral's daughter, and I thought she would be in cahoots with him, and she wasn't. So she, I, was, she, I was expecting her to turn. She ended up just being a bargaining chip. She has one important part in that story, and that's, uh, you know. Well, well it sounds like she's, get her she's off a part the of the ship. cast now, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the. Yeah. I think that's the the goal is that she's. Right. Yeah, she's there definitely going to be a recurring. She had two parts. One was the bargaining chip, and the other one was that she was advanced weapons. Yeah, she knew how trained. to open the missile. She knew how to open or that thing. Which, if if Robocop was so worried about those missiles, why didn't he just fire him the sun? Because he wanted what was in. The, yeah. He wanted the super genetic people. Bill has joined us. Welcome, William. Hello. Yeah, he wanted to start the war. Yeah, he wanted to start a war. That was the while war. you were gone. We outed Dennis as not having watched any of the previous original series Star Trek movies. That's frankly amazing. Yes, and so we filled him in on a, a backstory of Space Seed, where the character Khan came from. Good, good. We uh, talked a little bit about the similarities, but we're continuing to talk a little bit about similarities between the Wrath of Khan and the, the plot of this movie. It's uh. One of my few gripes with um, the modern Star Trek, if you will, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Number one, I saw an interview with J.J. Abrams just a few days ago um, where he, and this is probably not a state secret, but where he basically admitted that he's not hes not a big fan of the original Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, yeah what he's doing with these yeah. movies is I he's, have to... <laughs> he's making movies that he thinks that non-Star Trek people can enjoy, including himself. The... The interview I saw said that he hadn't, he wasn't an original fan of the series when it aired. Yeah. You know, and even in the reruns and stuff. But since he has made the first one, maybe even while he was making the first one, he went back and watched the original series. Yes. And is, and is a huge fan of it now. I'll, uh, I'll give you that, uh, that he may have become a fan yeah. since then. Yeah, so, but that's cool. but you're right, and I think I think the fact that he wasn't made him a good choice to oh, to, was, to remake it. He was a great choice, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm dying to know. Uh, I'm trying to find the the email thread, um, but I'm dying to know. Uh, Frank said there was one or two things in there that just he almost couldn't take. And maybe I'm. Uh, I think that was Jordan. With Jordan. Oh. Uh, Jordan from the uh, Logbox. Well, uh, Frank said that... I just said that I agreed with him on a couple points, and he was kind of vague about it, too. Frank said he did. He thought, and, and uh, it was either, I think it was Russell, they, they said that they kind of felt like, maybe it was Dennis, that Carol Marcus kind of came out of nowhere. Well, and no, maybe, that she was, that she... Was a one-trick pony. One-trick pony, yeah. She, she was a bargaining chip. She played when RoboCop, you know, finds out that his daughter's on there. Right. You know, then he has to come up with a with a secondary plan to to get so Khan could get on the USS Defiant. I think we should call all these characters by other names yeah. that they portrayed. Like RoboCop and uh, Nowhere Man. Nowhere Man. I when Nowhere Man died, I I was my, tugged at my heartstrings. Bruce Greenwood was Nowhere Man, Bill. Okay. I didn't expect that to happen. 
Yeah, that, that was either, impulsive. That was, no, that I was expected a... him to somehow be paralyzed. Yeah, me too. Oh. That, well, he goes in the wheelchair at the end of the first one. And he had the cane That's true. in this one. In this he, one. He was right, he was healing and had the cane, right. but I thought that was a brave move to... Yeah. Especially well, early on. Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting it early on. I well, what they should have done is during his death scene, they should have asked him some yes-no questions and he could have stamped his foot. <laughs> yeah, like, once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> if they'd done that, that would have helped a lot. Yeah. See, me. Dennis is laughing, but he doesn't no, no, I don't. He doesn't understand the reference. But that's fine. Um, and you know, I'm going to continue till the day you die to tease you about not understanding it. I was Star Trek on the level that we, that we do. I was so certain that there was going to be another alternate universe thing because when that second trailer came out and they showed the USS Defiant they got a picture of it and they had a name of it and it was so big I kept asking myself how could that ship be made and nobody know that it existed of course we know now but I thought that there was going to be another alternate universe More with this Defiant and I had Mary universe had, coming to play and I had thought that maybe um uh, Sherlock was actually like a version of uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Sherlock was actually like um, Kirk's brother who uh, that dude can act yeah yeah the batch the yeah batch. he was he was a scary dude yeah. and I I really want to have you seen Sherlock oh yeah yeah they're, they're all telling me that I need to watch Sherlock you do it's, yeah it's Netflixy and it's amazing is that why you yeah. pulled up Netflix uh, actually I pulled up Netflix uh, he's gonna that. Star Trek in the background which one Star Trek. Oh, what do you want? Space oh, seed. the original Trek. series. Yeah, yeah. Put on Space Seed so he can a, see. Is it episode sixteen of season two or no? No, it's, it's season one. Brad, season on one? on Sherlock, you can. There's three episodes per season. Yeah. You can skip the second one. Uh, what about Judge Dredd? No, in this don't movie? skip any I thought Judge Dredd. Was Judge really Dredd. Really Dredd. He was Urban killed it. He's, a, he's a home run. He, he was so it. good. Yes. Judge Dredd was funny, wasn't he? In this movie, um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, yeah, I'm. Uh, it was great. I'm trying to catch up with Carl all your, Urban. All your references, though. No, I got it. I got it was, the best Lord bit. Baco. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank you very much. The best bit with him was when Sulu. Um, Sulu, uh, uh, John Cho had an awesome bit. You know, when he finally yeah, got the chair, he, yeah. and he rocked. sent that message, and he was just stone cold. Oh, oh yeah, and, and then all the, all and the Judge Dredd was like, yeah, and then. He will be a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Judge Dredd was like, like remind me, Mr. Yeah. Sulu, remind me never to piss you off. But I was just like, oh, Dennis. He had a lot of those reactions. Yes. They were all Dennis. Funny. Star Trek Six. We get to see Sulu as a captain of his own mm-hmm. ship. So oh, that was okay. another nod to the old yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a great and, moment. And he, that yeah. actor. Shields. Oh my God. Shields. Judge Dredd. No. Um, <laughs> John Cho. Yeah, John Kumar? Kumar. 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 There we go. <laughs> Kumar, yeah, he was... Oh, Harold. Is he Harold? Oh, he's Harold. Harold. Yeah. Harold. Kumar is an Indian name. Right. Kumar, uh, he's on the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. No. Harold no. just, like... People, like... I could tell were affected by that scene because he yeah. was so strong. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was he solid. Did, he didn't bat an eye, and it was just... It was just I so cool. You. I did... Yeah. I, I want to talk about the, the nitpicks that I have. I'll get these out of the way so we can be yeah, positive. I, this is what I okay. want to hear out of everybody. So... What problems did you have with this? So one was the whole transporter thing. Like, we saw in the first movie that Chekhov was like the master of the transporter. I thought that too, and then here he's going going a billion miles an hour floating down, and he's able to grab them separately and beam them off. Yeah. Same thing. I can do this. I can do this. Yes. Why can't you do it in the second movie? Yeah, and in the second movie, suddenly nobody can be transported anywhere. Right, right. So that was one, and I was just like, but it's like, yeah, it's pretty nitpicky. 
The second, the, the other thing that I had a, 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 an issue with was, are there no sensors anywhere? Does like no, like none of these ships have any sensors? Because like when... Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, when, when Shaun of the Dead <laughs> shows up at that outpost, like nobody knows he's there. Yeah. Like, yeah right. Random shuttle started. shows Ooh. up at this secret, top well, secret, very heavily defended military installation. Yeah, but still, anything. it's like Rin, and he just falls in line with the. You know, he pulls like a Wizard of Oz, like, where he just he like just the like, new effects. They just like show up. Yeah, he just shows up. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I did. I did wonder about that. I was like, yeah, when he just kind of yeah, flew yeah. around, flew down and around. I was yeah. like, how come nobody's going? Attention, unidentified ship. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like how Sean the Dead had the. Where he was running down that 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 alleyway oh, to yeah. open up the yeah. doorway, that was so funny. People I, were laughing because it's so weird. I saw an interview with him where he said that he actually trained <laughs> to for this movie he, oh, he had run. Run. because he had to do a lot of action, you <laughs> yeah. know. And in yeah. the first movie, he had he did a lot of running and he was in water and stuff like that. So he said, "I learned my lesson on the first movie." So I trained for this one, and you oh, can really tell okay. because that was a really long haul. <laughs> and he was like, well, ah. yeah. "Did you ever see Run, Fat Boy, Run?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. did a marathon in that. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. But I, I, I did. I really like the the bit with Kirk and and Scotty at the beginning when he's like, "Mr. Scott, you know, you will sign this this yes. form. This is an order." Yeah. And he's like, "I won't." He goes, "I, I quit. Do you accept my resignation?" And he goes. I do, and I was just like, yeah, that, was cool that, was cool, "That was a cool Kirk." That was a cool, that was a cool Kirk. The other thing too is, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, is just I like, and maybe it's just the Shatner thing, but I like the, and and maybe too, it's just he's young, he's he's still not <laughs> fully tested yet, but I like the, the the Kirk that's the tactician, the 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 one that he's always got, like you don't know what what's going on, and you may think he's he's totally getting sucker punched. But he's really got the wheels turned in the back of his head and comes around and smacks them. He's a chess and, player. He's, he's right. working two, three and, moves ahead. And part of that maybe we're used to the movies, and in the movies it's a it's an older, more mature Kirk. Yeah. In the, in this set of movies, this mm-hmm. is still like pre five year mission original series mm-hmm. Kirk. Yeah. So I maybe I feel like maybe you're I feel like yeah. he knows he knows all the regulations. He knows all oh, the sure directives. He yeah. And, he and just he, knows when to throw that stuff out the window. He quotes yeah. them all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they're in that meeting, yeah. when all the generals and, yeah. or admirals were there. That was like, a cool moment. He's Star not Trek a, regulations. He's not a cowboy. No. Star Trek re- but he he And you just see it and you see that oh my God, he's gonna yeah. hear process yeah. in his brain yeah. as yeah. he's saying and he's like and this Kirk here on the screen behind Star, he, he's the same way, which is why yeah. I love Chris Pine's. I think Chris Pine is, yeah. he's got it down. He's no, exactly. great. He's his own Kirk, but he, he's so much. He just reflects Shatner's Kirk so well. But you know, Kirk knows the rules. It's like, you know, Bill and I, in, in TV, we've said this before on the show. In video editing, there are rules. There's rules for things, and you don't break them until you understand the rules. Then you know when you can break yeah, the rules, right. and that's the same thing with Kirk. He knows all the rules, but he also understands when you break them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole and, point is you have to know the rule well enough to be able to justify why you're breaking it. I mean, mm-hmm. Sherlock put it really succinctly when he said, "You can't break a rule. How can you break a bone?" 
Yeah. Oh, that was a great <laughs> line. That yeah. was so. I so want to watch that show now, Sherlock. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, he, like that, he's, yeah, he's he's got a deep voice too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it just makes you want to listen to him. They do not not to get too far off topic. But they do this thing in Sherlock, where if there's text messages and things like that, or he's <laughs> thinking things, they actually draw it out like it's a, mm-hmm. like there's a whiteboard in front of the screen oh, while cool. while he's either texting or reading mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure, it actually shows it? up on the screen that way, like yeah. like a like a running like text message. Like equations cool. yeah. that he's yeah, working yeah. out in his yeah, head. Yeah, they cool. all draw. If you want, we, we, can, we, can run, we can run episode one. No, I, because I would want to pay attention to yeah. it. With this, I can go, oh yeah, I've seen that. I know what's going on. But with Sherlock, I'd be like, oh, what's that? I'll watch it. I promise I'll watch it. I didn't have any nitpicks, really. I mean, I loved the the con thing that Frank had a problem with. I loved Spock saying con. Frank had a problem with that? Yeah, a little so bit. So did I. I, I really, loved it. Dude, it it was, really set me off. It was... That was a climactic moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like that Star was, said, the whole movie, they were talking about humanizing yeah. Spock, you know, yeah. or, or devulcanizing Spock, and there it was. You know, he let it out. You know, well, that was awesome. For me, um, this is a nitpick, uh, I don't think... Uh, but I spent the first, and I never once looked down at my watch, which oh. I usually do. Yeah. And it's not, it's not an is this thing over yet. It's a, it's a, for future reference, how far into the movie was it? You know, was it 30 minutes in? Was it an hour in when, you know, the turning point happened or blank happened? So I just kind of like to kind of keep mental track of roughly where things, you know, happened. The, editor, the progression editor of the movie. In you? I don't know. Um, I, so. uh, I think it's just me wanting to compartmentalize, you know, section, you know, uh, you know, act one of the movie was the first 37 minutes, and act two starts at blank, and you know, that kind of thing. But um, I spent the first, I don't know how long it was, is my point, um, waiting for some kind of real emotional connection with this movie. Uh, I watched it, and to say it left me cold is a vast overstatement. Uh, it's, it's, it's not what was going on, but... Um, but it never really grabbed me by the scruff and said, get in here. Yeah. I kind of watched it in almost in a detached way, probably until about the time that Scotty got to uh, uh, rounded uh, whatever, whichever one of Jupiter's 69 moons that was, and he saw the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About the time that, that, they caught, um, that they caught Sherlock, and uh, he gave away the coordinates and said, you might want to know what's going on here. That is the point where that movie started getting interesting, and and not to say that that movie had more false endings. I'd than say that was about Return of the King, twenty-five minutes in, maybe. Yeah. But I thought that movie was gonna was gonna end probably a couple of times, and that movie went on for what felt like Return of the King, a good no Star Trek. Oh, okay. Darkness. It it felt like that movie went on a good 25, 30 minutes past the point where I kind of thought it was over. Did you oh, appreciate was, that, or did you not? I didn't like that? feel that way at all. I, 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 I felt that way, I, but I liked it. It was like getting a bonus chapter. Yeah. yeah, I liked it because the movie I think would have it would have suffered without it. I mean, it was it was very Avengers like, very Iron Man three like, very Iron Man two like for that matter. And that there were action sequences the first what hour the first half of the movie roughly, but. The first hour of the movie was basically, again, character development, and then the second hour of the movie was just nothing but in your face. I mean, it yeah. was, 
It was action. It was <laughs> danger. It was deception. It was pretty amazing. And to end it with a good old-fashioned fist fight, basically. Um, I, the, the one thing that I... The one nitpick I do have is, I think, kind of in the way that in uh, The Wrath of Khan, Khan says, but you, you I never forget to face. You know, when, of course, we all know that he'd never actually seen Chekhov because right. Chekhov yeah. wasn't part of the crew in the first season mm-hmm. when Space Seed occurred. In the same way, Spock says, you know, did you, did you defeat Khan? Yes, we did, but at a terrible cost. It's like, what terrible cost? Uh, a couple of crewmen almost got suffocated, and then Kirk... He died. And then he was Kirk, talking about his own died. death. And then Kirk fist-fighted. He was talking about his own death. Um, I was assuming they were talking about... Okay. Oh, they were talking about... I'm thinking Wrath Space Seed no, the whole no, no, time, no. not Wrath of no. Khan. At yeah. the end, Dennis, at well, the end of... Wrath of Khan, Spock died. Is it a little disingenuous of Spock to say that at a terrible cost when he's referring to his own death? (laughs) That seems a little little self-centered for a Vulcan. He's had a lifetime of experience to center themselves. And the things that happened because of Genesis and the Genesis planet... David Marcus died. It did pretty terrible. Spawn a, a pretty intricate series bad, of events. Yes. Bad things keep happening. Well, I like. Stigler would say an unfortunate series of events. Yeah. That's awesome. But like, it was terrible. I mean, everyone was just right. That was the worst thing that ever could have happened. <laughs> I didn't think it was disingenuous. I knew exactly what he was referring to. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's. Self-centered yeah. or ingen- ingenuous, and whatever's what's Disingen- the word? Dis- the disingenuous. tone was a little. No. In, in the in the moment, yeah. in yeah. the moment, I've got space yeah. seed locked in my head, and I'm thinking. Scotty's so nephew so the, died too, yeah. so there. Yeah, the terrible price was Kirk had to beat him in a fist fight. Well, I'm trying. I was trying to figure out, but okay, all right. Yeah. Star Trek Two, I'll give you that one. I a lot, lots of lots of fun scenes that harken to the to the first movie. That's what I really liked about. I love the action scenes a lot. Um, that part, you know, I, I it feels like a strong second movie to to me, but I just, you know, I wanted those Iron Man three moments where I just like got involved, and I just like Bill said, I just couldn't emotionally, I wasn't connecting with these characters, but I was having a good time. Oh man, there was a couple was of times I, yeah, I, I, I almost I started crying. I I the, I thought there was a lot of like, not as many. I I think the first one to me had more heart to it but I don't feel I didn't feel emotionally detached from this one I mean there were there was a lot of uh, there were a lot of moments where I kind of got it you know the, the when when Pike had the conversation with Kirk at the beginning <clears throat> you kind of you kind of that was that was a good exchange and yeah. then of course when Pike died and then you know further along when uh, when when Kirk was dying, I, I, I was completely and, emotionally invested. Like I said, I almost started crying a couple of times. Well, I got, I got like the once once it was established that this was the con story. I think a little bit of disappointment set in. It was just like, oh man, I, I okay, you know, I'm still going to watch it, but it, it you can t- start to figure out what's going to happen. But it was you different know, enough that you didn't know yeah. what was going to happen. Well, I think in this movie, Pike's death. Has changed our old kind of happy-go-lucky Kirk. Yeah. Because you see him, he's right. crying, and suddenly he realizes, "I have to be hard." Yeah, and then and he's and he stops crying, and you see his eyes just turn to ice. 
as he has he realizes you know when he I'm I've got to be a captain yeah. I cannot show emotion kind of in on the know, flip side of that when when he thought Khan was about to destroy the Enterprise he turned to the crew and everybody's looking at him and he's like I'm sorry mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's yeah. very unkirk like yeah yeah to to it's rare that that he does something like that and for him to turn to and realize I've just killed everybody on this ship. That's what oh. Pike had said to me earlier. Mm-hmm. And for him to just to actually, it's like the Fonz trying to say, oh, oh. you know, and to see I TJ wrong, to see TJ Hooker say, I was wrong. I was wrong. You know, that I was, was actually that analogy doesn't work. TJ Hooker. No, I, I, I wish Sorry once got, you can go with unstoppable. I, I wish that yeah, they the, had the um, train engineer. Right. Yes. Right. I, I wish that they had uh, not shown that clip in the trailers. The uh, I'm sorry clip because I think it would have had more of an impact. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I, I saw. I saw it in the. It was a late trailer. Yeah. That yeah. That that didn't bother me. I uh, I like the way Hollywood trailers some Hollywood trailers are edited because they make you think one thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the inter- our Enterprise was the one that was crashing to Earth. Yeah, well, of course. Yes. But it, yeah. did, it was did, hidden enough by... Yeah. Did anyone have any doubts? I did. I we, didn't. We I walked didn't into the theater going, yeah. so it's a Star Trek movie, so of course the Enterprise got to crash. Yeah, the you know, the trailer made me think... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was too. ...that it was the, our Enterprise... Because it was shaped with the warp mm-hmm. core, or the saucer in the... Yeah. And, and they didn't show much of it. Right. Just enough to show a disc-like thing. My, one of my favorite things that, that I liked in this movie was the new transition into warp. Yeah. Like the, the elongation of the ship... That depth of field trick that they would do, yeah. and in three D, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I want to see it again. Uh, in 3D. The, I think, I, I think I'm the, the the warp trails. Oh, and then the warp was, trails when it right. was yeah, the warp it just trails went just come and it was into like, wow. They feel like I really, really like it's amazing. I really like that warp effect. Emotions. I'm bumming. Right uh, um, this is the first time I felt let down by Michael Giacchino. Really, who composed the score? I all I wanted was one time. That that crazy awesome music sting, that you know the the music is kind of building, and then all of a sudden, dun 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 dun, dun as they ramp it into warp, and you know they do that oh, like yeah. the first time yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Um, they get into warp. It's just like yes, the music you know just ties into it perfectly, and I they they kept teasing that moment musically. All throughout the movie, but they never gave you that payoff, and they never had that one musical moment that just rammed the action down your soul. You know what's going through that dog's mind right now is pet me, pet me. I was literally expecting it. Pet me. I was expecting it to be the very last thing you heard in the movie. You know, you got that great swell when the ship came back up over the clouds. Yes, when it falls through, and you're just waiting for that cut for it to crash in the ocean. Yeah, but then it just here's a nitpick. When the ship's falling and you can see the jets on the bottom of the saucer yes. firing and, and helping slow its descent. That's awesome. Then it comes back up and those jets disappear. What's holding it up in the atmosphere? What are impulse engines? Yeah, impulse engines. Impulse okay. engines. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with that. Well, yeah, because they were going to have to assume that. I'm good with that. Yeah. Propellers. Because the impulse but engines are basically... thrusters. We've never seen the thrusters before. Yeah, and, and I I found um, what was I reading? Um, uh, 
Now I was watching some, but they were they're basically saying that uh, um, your typical space battle, where you see especially like the Battlestar Galactica style space battle, where you see the ships, you know, you know, coming around and great magnificent arcs and stuff. Basically, it's you know, it's it's aerial combat in space, and obviously due to the laws of physics, there's no there's no air in space, there's no friction in space, there's no you know, there's no wind currents, there's no, you know, there's no low pressure on top of the wing. Um, the, the kind of fighting you see between spaceships can't happen, so you've just got to kind of set your brain on cruise control and say, I'm going to let this one go because it makes for better visuals. But in space, the only way you can maneuver is with thrusters. retro thrusters, basically. And so it makes a lot of sense that they would have those thrusters. Um... But um, what's up, Sage? What you doing, buddy? I'm almost missing here. Um, that's gonna be very difficult. The lights are up, and we're all talking. So that's uh, it's actually gonna not gonna happen. I'm gonna sleep right here, and I'm gonna put. Hey, Sage, say hi to the half-hour wasted audience. Say hi, half-hour wasted. Hi, half-hour wasted. Okay, well that helps a little bit. That's not a total loss, right? His diction has gotten so good, it's, it's a dang shame, actually. Yep. Um, okay, well, I will uh, I will leave again. Good times. You don't have to leave, Dad. Keep talking. You don't talking. have to leave, but you can't stay here. I'm trying to... I can't... For some reason, I'm not getting a good internet thing. I'm trying to look up Anton Yelchin's character's name in Terminator Salvation, so we could call him something <laughs> different other than Chekhov. Well, Kyle, he, he played movie? Kyle Reese. Oh yeah, Kyle Reese. So Thank Kyle you. And Thank he you. So something else too that Kyle Reese. I started I to back, feel. I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. Chekhov. I started to feel sorry for Kyle Reese because he didn't have a lot to do in this movie. Then at the last second, he comes in and saves Kirk yeah. and Scotty. I was like, yes. That's awesome. I liked. I thought each character had their own little moment. moment yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Chekhov running the engine was pretty uh, was fun. Just w- mm-hmm. seeing him stress out and yeah. trying to make yeah. trying to help the captain. Go put on not, a red shirt. Yeah. Oh, and he said put on a red shirt. I was, I was like, hoping no! for a little more. Like, oh, really? Red? You know, <laughs> something red? like red shirt. Yeah, something like. Go put on a jumpsuit. Yeah. Do I have to wear red? really don't want to die. The other thing that got a little... I don't know why I have a problem with it, but the Uhura-Spock relationship thing, like it affecting them, yeah. you, know, the, you know, them on the ship or whatever, that just... Yeah, on the on the uh, Kronos? Well, just in general. Yeah. Just the fact that there's two people serving in an officer capacity. <laughs> one, that... one is superior to the other. Yeah. All in the, on the same yeah. ship. You but, know, it just, I don't know. This, but I thought this, the lover's squabble on the the trip to Kronos was yeah. kind of funny. Oh, what did yeah, you guys think of the Klingons? I liked the Klingons. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were yeah. similar but different mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, love really that. Love the ridge helmet. piercing was kind of funky. Yeah. 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 Bill, did you like the, the Klingons? They weren't used very um, much. I did. I was much more impressed with the fact that they teased a Klingon war than with the actual character mm-hmm. design of the Klingons themselves. They could have looked like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man at that point. I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Because I thought, this is great. Um, 
How many movies are Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto and company expected to do? It's usually well, three. at least one only more two I'm for guessing. for. Uh, oh, you know what? When you said Chris Pine in my head, I saw Bruce Greenwood's face, and I oh. was thinking only two for him, dude. No, I mean, but I know, think they're talking about. Are we gonna get five movies out of these? Guys? I think they were talking about know. a third movie. I hope so. And who is it that's gonna direct it? It can't be. J.J. Abrams because he's doing Star Wars now. I doubt right. it very seriously. I, I think I heard that he's out for the third one. Yeah. Well, he so, said he was out for the second. So. Oh really? Well, at, oh yeah. Yeah, but at that time he wasn't Long doing Star ago. Trek. Yeah. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Right. Well, but we don't know if he's doing more than he could. He I, could do his one Star Wars. I think movie he's one and out on and Star Wars. I saw a, Star Trek I saw an interview it. with with the Shaun of the Dead, and he <laughs> said that um, they're not sure who's going to direct it, but he's fairly confident that. JJ will still be a producer of it and still be involved a lot creatively. He yeah. just can't spend the time directing it because he'll be involved with Star Wars. So who are uh, who are JJ's proteges? Well, let's hope to God Damon Lindelof doesn't direct it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think get, you know uh, who I'd like to see is Jack Bender. I'd like to see Jack Bender direct it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Rick Berman. He's not a director. He's a pro- I want to see Jack Bender direct it. What, what has he done? He has directed a lot of the Bad Robot TV stuff. Okay. Uh, he was a great director on Lost. Lost I see Brad yeah. Bird yeah. do it. Yeah, that would, yeah, Brad Bird. Bird. That would yeah. actually be very yeah. good. The, with the action. Yeah, that's the thing. with That, that movie such high production, high scale, high action. You need that. And he pulled it off with, uh, with Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they both work. worked on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, J.J. was producer on... Mission Impossible. That's a good call on that one. I'd like to see that. Yeah. But that's the only name I can think of. You know, you just want someone that can, that, you know, that can do the balance of uh, of helping actors act and handle the, the yeah. action. Yeah. There's not a lot of people who can do that. I guess it depends if they're going to go with try and do a two-year cycle. I think it depends on how much money this <clears throat> one makes. If this one makes, a, if, it, if it has significant box office, I think Paramount's going to want to crank one out in a couple years. I don't think they're going to want to wait for like the, I mean, because it was '09 when the last one came. Yeah, out. Yeah, that, I, yeah. When I saw that, that surprised that me yeah. that it was that long ago. Yeah, four huh. years. So I think if this one does considerable box office, I think Paramount's going to want to crank another one. I mean, I think it's safe to say it's going to be. It's not going to be a disaster. And no, I don't we'll, think so. And at we'll all. probably join them a few years into their five-year mission. That was another cool thing. The one year ahead. I don't know if you're aware of it, but the original Star Trek series was they were on a five-year mission. And I think the thought was that they would go for five years, you know, and but each year was... So while they're gone, Earth is toast, right? Huh? Because the first two movies, Earth would have been toast without oh, Kirk. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, very possible. And I Just th- like the Earth is toast without <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, but, but I mean, there, well, there's a war gearing up with the Klingon, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Did you watch The Next Generation at all? Yeah, I've seen all Picard's, those. uh... Voiceover was, you know, ongoing mission. On ongoing. its continuing mission. Right. Whereas Kirk's voiceover in the original series was its five year mission. Did they have a ending in mind? Since it was five years, did they? Did they Not, know what were they going to do in year five? They were going to cancel it after what two years or something. And then the letter and, writing came and fans, back for a third yeah, year. Yeah, fans brought it. I back. don't think they thought that. Far I didn't know if uh, Roddenberry had any. I don't think so. The, um, the, so it was just a 
the animated series was part of canon, so it was considered was, season that was four, years four, year four. Yeah, and IDW did a recent comic that was like Mission's End. It was called, okay. which was the end of the first. Oh yeah, oh, okay. five year mission. Yeah. Oh, I, I need yeah. to read that. That's so awesome. the one thing that that I most dislike, and again, that's kind of probably too strong a term here uh, about the new Star Trek, is that, and this. This ties in perfectly with the IDW, uh, the new Star Trek ongoing series. I read the first four, I read the first two stories. It's like the first four issues, I guess. Um, mainly because the covers were, the, the alternate covers were awesome. Um, I mean, seriously, they were like works of pop art. They were great. Um, they, they, they weren't Star Trek branded and photographs and all that. Um, uh, but the comic book which I'm sitting here going, this is going to be cool. Um, it's the new cast. You know, it, they're going to be new stories. This will be very interesting. Maybe I'll be into it. All they are is they're rehashing old storylines with a fairly significant plot twist here and there. Right. Yeah. So they're not, they're not copying them, but they're not even trying to do something completely original. And it just... You think that's an editorial I'm, decision? Well, it's written by most of them are well, written by or- Orsi and Kurtzman, so it's it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I just I, I'm, I'm mystified um, by that direction um, because the I don't know if they're just trying to mine history. I mean, every every good writer, you know, every good comic book writer that I know, um, Jeff Johns used to used to be king of this uh, five ten years ago. He would take a he would take an old story, uh, usually one that was. Uh, Morrison does this too, um, but they take an old story that was kind of obscure, and they would make it um, relevant, relevant um, by reintroducing it with a modern spin on it. How um, this isn't even that. This is just this is just taking an, an old episode and just putting a little twist on it. But basically, it's the same thing. You know, nothing nothing truly substantive has changed, but some details, some history is different. And it felt like they kind of did that in this. I mean, you know, they, they took, you know, why do you have to tell a story about Khan? Um, to me, you know, basically that was kind of a, an Easter egg, a geek out moment for all the fanboys. I don't think the fact that his name was actually Khan resonated in any way with anybody who was under 35 or somebody who didn't grow up watching the episodes all the time. It was just, it was... It was needless. It almost felt like pandering in, in a way, and you know, I'm not mad at him. It still worked out to be a, a fun experience and, and a good movie. Um, but it's like you don't need to do that. You can chart your own dang path. And it, it if I have any worries, and I don't really, because I'm going to be watching it anyway, and I'm sure I'll buy the Blu-ray the Tuesday it's released. But it, it makes me worried that the next, you know. One to five Star Trek movies we're going to get are going to be rehashing old plot lines. It's like, don't do that. Yeah, I don't want to see a rehashing of Aaron of Mercy or the Omega Glory or you know, Biden's name or something. TV episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yes. think that they won't do that. They did this to develop the characters. Yeah, and provide the fanboys and fangirls with a an homage yeah. to what is 
arguably the best right. movie I mean, if, of right. original canon. If, the if, point if, of this if, movie, if, it's like, so why take the best movie that I, is, right. I think everyone can agree, right. that's the best Star Trek movie, and try to make it better. I mean, just go on your own path, like Bill was saying. I don't think they tried to make it better, but they just tried to make it different and interestingly different. And it was as I as we talked before, it is the perfect device to develop and show the friendship of Kirk and Spock. Yeah, there really isn't, you know, that's something that will you know galvanize everything. Did they do that in Wrath of Khan? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. the scene on many at the levels. end... On many levels. The scene at the end where Kirk is trapped inside being irradiated and Spock's on the outside, it happens opposite in the oh, Wrath yeah. of Khan movie. You know, they put the hands on the glass and everything, oh, okay. you know. Um, yeah, but then the, there was the bit... The, the, the last thing Spock says in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is, I have been and always shall be your friend. Oh, but they... Okay. And, then, and they... Uh, in that conversation... You know, across the glass in this movie, you know, they they use the word friend. They weren't they didn't verbatim. They didn't say. It's kind of like in the new yeah. Amazing Spider-Man movie. They didn't say with great power comes great responsibility. They said it a different way, but it meant Actually, the same Spock thing. Spock still said it. Well, yeah. he didn't say I've been and always shall be your friend. Right, because but he was the one that said friend. It yes, exactly. Right. They hadn't been friends for thirty years already. Right, right. That, that, and that's another thing. I mean, with Wrath of Khan, the original one. They have a history, and mm-hmm. and and this and, is and a kickoff one, to yeah you know so they're, essentially they're they each other starting their history at, mm-hmm. at that level. Well, the, do we know how much time has passed in between the two movies? Uh, maybe a year. They definitely give us the, the year probably at the beginning of the years. movie, if you remember, because right. they show yeah uh, right. right. So we just have to see what what yeah. year it took place there. Twenty two fifty nine point twenty. Well, they've obviously been out on missions because they refer to yeah. the mud incident. I didn't hear that. Really? Yes. Which which is what the IDW comic book series dealt with? Because yeah, as they were the going to the ship right. to go to Kronos, yeah, that's a we something in the mud incident. I missed that. Yeah, I missed that too. I that was a, another reference to an I old caught it on the original series time. episode. Harry Mud. Oh, time. and Mud which, in this universe is a woman. Well, which uh, so which Mud was it? Was, which Mud incident was it? The one where they're the I was that the one of the well, no, no 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 no. There are two there are right, two episodes of Mud. One of but them we don't was know. trapped by robots. The other one was yeah. it was a Mud incident. Yeah. That's well, in the other one they were desperate for dilithium crystals. It was probably different in this universe. Around a planet. It's different. One, I think universe. it had to do with slaves. It was, and it was the comic books. It's the comic book series. That's the reference yeah. after talking. So I'm, I'm guessing now that the IDW and we've had some incident with triples as well. Yeah. So that that IDW series um, is probably in is probably canon in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. It's supposed to I mean, be. Well, that's, written, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's written, what I'm hearing. It's here. written by Ortsy and Kurtzman. Okay. So it's, I mean, they're writers of the of the of the screenplay. So speaking of triples, that's my understanding. I, and Frank mentioned this earlier, and I meant to follow up, but when Kirk goes to Khan to, you know, acquire his help, it just seems that out of nowhere, Spock, or, or Kirk goes, uh, Dr. McCoy, what are you doing with that Tribble? Like that dead Tribble. Yeah, like it was important at that particular moment in time. It's not what you got to do is worry about Khan. You know, you're trying to subdue this Superman into helping you. 
and and just you feel like taking the time out to say, "Hey, what are you doing with that triple?" You know, it just seemed yeah, weird. Seemed of course, that was the payoff at the end of the yeah. movie. Foreshadowing. But it seemed strange to me. I was in well, in the movie theater. And I'm thinking uh, that was that was just brutal foreshadowing. Yeah, I was like, well, and why, I just, why is and, he asking about that? And I just thought, oh, a triple. Yeah. Yeah, but we had already oh. got that moment well, in the first movie. But there, there's so few moments. You that, know, when we, when we met Scotty, there are so few moments in that movie that don't clearly point towards the end. And that was such a clear kind of a out of left field moment, you know. I guess you could take it as, oh, hey, it's a, it's an Easter egg for the fans, and it's just a moment of levity. But, but, but it was. It, just, a, it seemed so clear that no, yeah, it was well, this very is odd. This is obviously going to play a big point because they're because they're pumping super blood into the trial to see if it'll bring it back to life. Well, they, you uh, know, it I, just, I, I was telling the guys it was like was after it? you saw that scene and after Kirk dies, yeah, I. I, yeah, it was like I was not surprised by the events that follow. It's like, oh, of course they need his blood yeah. because that's the only way they're going to bring back Kirk. And it's just you could just feel the the story beats. At least I could coming back. Now, in Abrams's uh, favor, in my opinion, uh, I was so wrapped up in the events right there um, as Kirk dies of radiation poisoning that I didn't think about that until the until Spock basically. Looked up to the heavens and shouted Khan, which came as that and Scotty saving the day like 15 minutes earlier were the two moments where I really just rose out of my seat. <laughs> yeah, Scotty uh, saving the day was awesome. That was yeah. it's just that was the classic uh, Star Trek, and it wasn't. You know, it was close to two uh, uh, sex machina, but uh, but not enough to uh, take points off for. I have a short list of, of some Easter eggs. I'm sure we could think of some more. I found them online. Um, let's see. The mud reference, which you uh, referenced. Oh, Alcatraz getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. This was funny because... Alcatraz? This, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when the... When the, the, the oh, that was class. Alcatraz. Yeah. 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 And, oh. And but, it had but the scaffolding up around it. Too, right. I didn't even make that connection. Well, the Easter egg that someone came up with was, you know, that that was Abram's show that right. got canceled. Ah! And it was almost like a, screw you, you know, wow. squashing oh, Okay, yeah. I like it. If you want to interpret it that way, you know, that, Could, that was... Yeah. They also had one of I his uh, aliens again, mm. which, I, which that, that I did not like. Which? Say what? I didn't like that one. His aliens? Yeah. What are you talking about? At the beginning. Who's aliens? When they're running away from the uh-huh. natives, and he, mm-hmm. Kirk shoots the alien creature. Oh, their ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about that? Isn't that a lot in the in the Abrams movies? A lot. Isn't what that scene that action? No, the that alien creature. Oh. It was in the first Star Trek. No. No. That was a was totally brand new. Totally alien. different one. Very similar totally. design. Same thing with uh, Super Eight. No. I, I find that to be an issue with modern CG is that for some reason, even though they've got the ability to almost fool your eye, um, every monster is gray and misshapen. And I just I find it's, that really weird. Sweaty. That <laughs> well, I mean, hey, take a look. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, so I'll keep it brief. But in The Hobbit, I, I saw The Hobbit twice, and I'm sitting there trying to explain to the kids... No, 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 that's a troll. No, 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 that's a goblin. No, 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 that's an orc. Because this character, yeah. the stupid character design is so freaking similar. They're all gray and lumpy yeah. and misshapen. And it's just like, 
come up with, you know, stop it. You know, it's kind of been you like that since Alien Resurrection. Make the goblins green. Anything. Anything. You know, give him, give him pointy elf ears or something, you know. I just, wondered, I just wonder it, if that was a signature. The design, no, it was. the no. design these days no. seems so stupidly generic that I could totally, absolutely see you confusing that monster with the thing that chased Kirk across the ice in the first yeah. Star Trek movie. Ex- you know, I totally get that. it was exponentially larger. Yeah. Is, is the name Kelvin on that list? Uh, no. Because yeah. oh. at the beginning, when yeah, the, Kelvin the batch, archives. the Car- Kelvin archives, when the well, batch of, I'm sorry, when Sherlock was standing in front in the building in London, yeah. right? It was in London. Yeah, the Kelvin Memorial Archives. Yeah, and Kelvin that's is the ship. Oh, carry on. The ship that Kirk's father died. Right, on it was, in the Kelvin is always used in Abrams stuff. Yeah, oh. because it was his yeah. father-in-law or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's not, just a. I did not know that. No, what was it? Always it's like Raimi's car. Like no, Raimi that was established in the first movie. First it's like the movie. monster. <laughs> Sam Kirk was... Uh, the captain. Isn't that... Yeah. Sam Sam mm-hmm. Kirk, Kirk's father was serving on the USS Kelvin. Always? Like in the 60s? It doesn't matter. Yeah. They never really thing. referenced it. In the J.J. No. Abrams stuff, yeah. the word Kelvin is used... In all his stuff. Will, okay. I just wonder if it was a coincidence or if it was. Yeah, because it was. It has to do with a family member. What was okay. it in Lost? What was Kelvin in Lost? Uh, I think it was a character's name. Oh, I don't remember. That it's was been a while. I don't though. remember. Uh, Section thirty-one. Yes. Reference, which is DS nine and Enterprise. I kept mm-hmm. expecting time travel. Yeah, it was a different. Uh, so it's a little early Section thirty-one travel, in this but... universe is a little different function than Section yeah. thirty-one. Well, Section thirty-one yeah. also existed the Enterprise universe too, which was yeah. pre uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's the other thing. Did you see the progression of? It was kind of like yes. uh, well, in, next gen, in Next Gen, in Picard's Ready Room, he had all the iterations mm-hmm. of the Enterprise. Yes. Right. And this one and had then, the same thing. We saw the mm-hmm. the NX-01, okay. the, the Enterprise Enterprise cool. there, and then saw And then progress. the Dreadnought. Oh, yeah. Was there an Yeah, it was. And, oh, and I didn't I even notice that. And I remember saying, oh, that's kind of funny. I didn't what even was, notice that. What is that, that ship? Hmm. It, the first time I saw it, of course, all the second I time I saw it, I knew what that was, but... They better tell us in Star Trek Three, Abrams. I'm talking to you. You better freaking fix history, because I don't want to be doomed to repeat the fact that Robert April is not the captain of the first. This Enterprise. is a different universe, Bill. Yeah, so they can fix it in this one. He shows up. So they can not, how about this? They can not he, screw it up. He's they, in an IDW if, comic book series. Yeah. If if oh, count, yeah. Countdown to Darkness is. Written by Ortsy and Kurtzman, it okay. is it is by it. them the quote unquote prequel to this, and they talk about Robert April being oh, the original captain, captain of the Enterprise. He they actually a little bit of spoiler, but that's how Pike gets the captaincy. Yeah. He leaves the ship and leaves Pike in charge, and then from that moment on, Pike is the captain. Of and the that's Enterprise. that's how because it was April, originally explained yeah. too. Yeah, that April was the first captain, and he and they say it's like. It's like 27 years or 22 years or something uh, before Kirk gets the the ship. So, um, and they do make some reference to uh, Pike in um, in the cage uh, when the doctor is giving him a drink and they're talking philosophy. Makes some kind of mention about how Pike had been the captain for 11 or 12 years at that point, mm-hmm. and so April had been the captain for dang near what 15 years, uh, 15 or 16 years before that. It's like man, that's a it's a heck of a life expectancy for a starship captain. Um, 
Um, another one here, McCoy makes a Gorn reference. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, how they bite awesome. the babies of fighters. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was awesome. Zoe, Zoe leans over and goes, what are octuplets? And I go, eight babies. She goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eight Gorn babies. Eight Gorn Ew. And they bite, apparently. The Kobayashi Maru this is um, I didn't hear that. Well, listen to this. That's definitely in the first movie. Yeah. Though. Well, in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, the movie begins with Christy Alley commanding the Enterprise, yes. getting stranded on the edge of Klingon space, where yes. the warp core fails, and then getting destroyed. Only it turns out to be the classic Kobayashi Maru right. test. In Star Trek: Into Darkness, the Enterprise gets stranded on the edge of Klingon space with the warp core fails. Mm, okay. So that was a little interesting. I didn't um, like the design of the birds of prey, though. I didn't. They were no, a little too. They, they were a little too. They didn't look hey, as let's, cool. Hey, uh, let's let's no. build a ship. Yeah, they didn't look <laughs> as cool as the other as the original. Not an engineered ship. It's they look hey small. kids, let's build a ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah relative exactly. to the what I thought was yeah. like a modified and, shuttlecraft, right? Yeah. They were not that much bigger. I and maybe I they wanted, weren't. Maybe they I weren't exactly birds, birds of, of prey. prey but maybe they weren't birds of prey. Maybe they weren't. But I know they sticks of prey in the movie. They didn't refer to them as birds of prey, but. They definitely looked Klingon-ish, but yeah, I wanted to see yeah a recognizable ship. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, again, we're we're basically still year oneing. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense that uh, you know if the inter- if the Federation develops all of a sudden this new dreadnought class cruiser that can go three times as fast as twice as big and can overtake ships in, in you know warp. in warp. And were they firing phasers or looked like torpedoes? Looked like phasers. Okay, because that's another change. Because it's clearly stated that you can't fire phasers and warp in our Star Trek universe, the one we grew up in. I think it's uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture. Um, it kind of looked like torpedoes wait a minute. to me. Yeah. Well, but whatever it is, it takes them out of warp like crazy. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. What's uh, next on the from list? From Star Trek VI, the Cronus, uh, the Cronus Moon is shown being yeah, just as it Praxis. was in Star Trek VI. Praxis, yeah. But isn't awesome. Cronus in the in the other timeline? Isn't that the home of the Kling? Isn't that the Klingon homeworld? Yeah. Isn't yeah. Cronus the Klingon homeworld? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just like this one. No, I didn't think they said. Yeah, yeah no, they the, did. They mentioned yeah, Cron- it. Yeah, Cronus is, is the Klingon's <laughs> homeworld. And that moon was destroyed because of a mining accident. Right. I mean, but in both the original series continuity and this new continuity, it's the Klingon homeworld. It's called Kronos? Kronos. Yeah. I saw, I caught that in the movie. It just sounded like a weird name for the Klingon home planet. Kronos. Well, then, because then it's the Kronos weird... with a K. Oh, well. Because then the weird thing is they, they. Well, then again, how is it that a whole planet doesn't realize that a, a foreign ship has. Entered its yeah. atmosphere and landed. I was like, it was an abandoned part of the. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, and well, you can, I'm sure there's more, they, but they didn't go this on one you can take with a yeah. grain of salt. So it was almost like a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference at the very end with yeah. the, with all the bodies yeah, in the warehouse yeah. and yeah. the door closing. Um, and, yeah. I expected them to pull out and there'd be like all kind, not just this, <laughs> the the bodies in there, but like all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff. For Dennis, at the end of Wrath of Khan, Kirk defeats Khan by uh, transporting torpedoes to his ship. No. No, no. Khan sets off the Genesis device because Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk finds a way 
they go into the nebula. They're on e equal ground. The Enterprise is, is limping along, and the Reliant is in good, is in mm -hmm. decent shape. Well, when they go into the nebula, they neither one of them have targeting systems or anything else. Well, they and they realize Spock says he has two dimensional thinking, like he doesn't think three dimensionally. Mm -hmm. So they were able to go above, wait till they passed under, and then come around and and had Chekhov let loose on them. And it severely damaged the Reliant to where it couldn't do anything, and it was about to be destroyed. And at that moment, Khan had like the melted face. Yeah. Well, okay, he I said, remember this now, but right, and he—that's when he starts quoting Shakespeare or whatever, and sets off the Genesis, Genesis device. Is. He knows the Enterprise has no warp, and he's going to get the last laugh by destroying the the Reliant and setting off this Genesis wave that's going to take the Enterprise with it. Okay, so when. The new Kirk, I'm sorry, the new Spock is talking to old Spock, and he says, "Well, how did you destroy him?" And then it cuts away to another part of the movie. What does that have to do with the way they ended up destroying this? No, I think they Spock... gave him what he wanted. They gave him he Khan originally got Genesis, and that was the method of his oh, okay, destruction. Okay, okay. And they got he got his torpedoes. So my memory filled in its hole in the wrong way. And they, they mentioned, I, I gave him what he wanted. Right, yeah, no, they did they yeah. did say so, that. So, yeah. okay, yeah. But I don't think, I didn't take it as, as old Spock or Spock Prime told him what to do. I think he just mm -hmm. told him, like, what they did. Here, here, I don't yeah. even think and he told him that. No. I don't even think he told him that. He I think he said, just said, said what he wants. Yeah, well, I, I, he told him, I'm not going to tell you, but yeah. that said, he was the toughest enemy that the Enterprise ever faced. And I think he just left it at that. Like, well, I then, at that point, didn't right before they cut away, didn't um, didn't New Spock say, "How'd you I, do it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he well, did. Yeah, and, true. And, and Prime did say he was just like, you know, in this case, I will tell you. No, he said that. Being said, he was the toughest adversary that they. they I guess they leave faced. it up in the air, and then right. yeah. and then New and then Kirk then says, New Spock, New Spock says, says "Well, how, how did you do, do it? it?" Right, and then they cut away. So. And apparently, what he what he said though was something that that basically boils down to we gave him what he wanted. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm thinking that's what he said. Yeah, and that regardless, regardless, what does I mean, he want most? Yeah, it find a way to give it to him. Doesn't mean what Spock Prime or what they did would have worked in this universe. No. Yeah, but it's a but, movie, Dennis. Yeah. But it and it's also a way to to say it without you know say sort how, of been okay say it without spraying say it tell him what to do without telling him what to yeah. do. And maybe giving him a little him. more about uh, Khan's psyche, too, just mm -hmm. to understand it. So, Did you say they tied Raiders to the beginning of the movie or the end? At the end. No, yeah. at the very end. I thought with, it tied it to the beginning. Cause they're being with them running? Oh, yeah, yeah, you could totally say that, yeah. too. That's a good... That, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, and my brother-in-law pointed this out. When Khan broke Carol's leg, he stamped oh. on his leg. In Khan, Carol walks with a limp. Oh, really? she? I never noticed that. Yeah. I just or or has a cane or something? No, she doesn't have a cane. Does, doesn't she? But no. she okay. Maybe my brother-in-law was wrong. She may about walk that. with a limp. I didn't notice that when I watched. Maybe not. But. I haven't seen it for a while, but my brother-in-law said that. So I just thought that was really neat. And he's a he should he should be filling this empty seat. Well, and that's one thing too. Come is on, Jeremy. That you didn't realize. Shout out to you, Jeremy. Yeah, until that final sequence. What's up, Jeremy? But um, you know. Khan was not above slapping this woman around. He, he was like, he, he was very Sean Connery yeah. in that way. It's like he, he was not above, yeah. he was not above laying the backhand yeah. to, to a woman who was talking back to him. 
And so when he did that, that was his only real chance to do mm-hmm. that. And when he did that to Carol Marcus, I went, yep, that's Con all right. Yeah. He never said Nooney and Sing, though, did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, or they, Spock, Spock, Spock Prime. Prime. They did. They did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay. The name Spock? was oh, yeah. mentioned, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, he he only calls himself Khan. I think I definitely want to see it again in 3D, you uh, if only for the warp oh, transition. The warp, warp trails yeah. and the, the refuel when they're. Oh yeah, that's that's probably yes, pretty good. It too. is very cool, man. When they're shooting, yeah. When that thing hit his face mask and it started cracking, I was like, oh, that was pretty geez. stressful. That was yeah, good. I was like, we know he's not going to die, but I'm. Why am I stressing out? <laughs> you know, because you put yourself in that yeah. situation, and be like. Peeing yourself. Yeah. So, anybody seen that movie twice yet? Any yeah, I saw it twice. Okay, okay. I saw it first in 3D and okay. yesterday. Okay. And today in non 3D. Um, and I definitely. Did it hold up? Yes. Okay, I mean, the, yes. the scenes didn't drag on because you knew how they're going to end or anything? No. Good. I even jumped when they, when the Klingons shot the little disc ship when they went to Kronos. Again, I jumped the first time. <laughs> I jumped the nice. second time. Even though I knew it was coming. Which, uh, yeah, seeing Sherlock Khan uh, uh, just fight those Klingons was pretty cool. Yes. The way he handled himself and just... I really liked the the air chase, or the air fight between um, Siler and and Sherlock. Um, (laughs) Those garbage trucks? I don't know what those were. Those little air barges or whatever? I thought it was on on Coruscant all of a sudden, watching them fly through the... The town, but uh, I, I thought that was a nice touch because that again to differentiate itself from Rathaka, I think that was another great way to have it be more physical and more yeah. mm-hmm. like Rathacon was all about strategy mm-hmm. and it was all about one you know outdoing the other and outmaneuvering and 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 trying to get ahead of the other. This was more about I think physical confrontation mm-hmm. and seeing and getting a chance to Spock just. Yeah. You know what I, I wish? Yeah, I, mean, I wish there was one extra scene where Spock tells Sherlock that he actually didn't kill all, all those people. No, Sherlock didn't deserve that. Because I think Sherlock that. didn't. Yeah. Well, it would have said, you know, I, I bested you at, you know, at, at, at yeah. this level. Well, he, he gotcha. And then killed yeah. him because they didn't need him alive to get his blood. But, I mean, sure, surely, surely uh, Sherlock killed a whole bunch of people in San Francisco. When he crashed, oh, yeah. I, I think he yeah. didn't know that, that he yeah. he just assumed that all his people were in those torpedoes. Yeah, you know one yeah, of the he did. they did. I don't and know. And so they, he had nothing left to lose. One of the scenes yeah. that tugged exactly. at me that almost made me tear up was when, after Kirk died, Spock was like, "Search the survive, search the 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 wreckage of the ship for any survivors," and they find the one life sign, and Uhura's like just looks at him and says, "Go get him," yeah. you know, even after all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Drama that they had between the two of them. Yeah, it did seem like a turn. Yeah, and but I, I liked it. It, it, yeah. it tugged. Yeah, they'd been resolved because they'd kissed and made up, yeah. and then all that stuff that Spock said in the shuttlecraft about you know you misunderstand my not wanting to feel. Oh, is not okay, caring. that makes sense. I, I thought it, it felt like not a not a, uh, a too sharp a turn. Yeah. I wanted Uhura to have green hoops. Green, green hoops. Remember. Hoop earrings. Oh. Remember in the original series, you okay. always said green hoop earrings. Uh-huh. Anyway, I uh, you know uh, before you guys went to go see the movie, and I was giving those those spoilers, you know those broad yeah. spoilers. I was very tempted to go, and Kurt dies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you guys, you know, of course he doesn't. 
but uh, yeah, but I, no. I decided I was really surprised when that happened. Yeah, but I, I thought, would, yeah. um, and I was thankful, so very thankful that they didn't make that the cliffhanger, and like they would depend on a third movie to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. glad Search they for Kurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just glad they they went ahead and resurrected him at the end of this yeah. movie. Yeah. Which, uh, apparently, when Kirk was unconscious, you did hear Thor and Winona Ryder's voices in his head. At least, I read that somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, you heard okay. Pike's, too. He heard yeah. Pike. yeah. Pike said, you know, he gave the whole, your your father was captain of a shark, starship for, you know, 17 minutes and saved I didn't catch that. X number Yeah, of it lives. was just all little remnants. Of yeah. All I heard was the very last said. sentence. I heard all these... <laughs> these uh, Voices talking at once, but then when at the very end, Pikes was, uh, I I dare you to be different, be better, dare you or do better. yeah, dare you to be better. I mm-hmm. caught that one line, but um, I didn't hear Thor or uh, or call. I I talked, I colored. Well, call. yeah, well, it was in the uh, it was Did in he ever the speak article to I read. No, or his father. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, okay. Did oh. Yeah, no yeah. Well, he was dead. I think that was it. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. Oh! Well, that's heaven. It's heaven, guys. Yes. Come on. Yeah. He heard all those dead people's voices. Yeah, come he was on. crossing over. A lot of pissed Vulcans, too. Yeah. for nothing. I like I was very happy with it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I want to see it again. I had, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, gr- you know good second movie. I didn't have the... Um, that oh wow moment when I saw the the relaunch of it, but very good movie. Yeah, I definitely like the first one better, but I think it's just because it's just so hard to top that. It it set, mm-hmm. you know, everything was new, everything was fresh. It set the tone. I mean, I watched the first one just like a week ago, and I still I still enjoy it more. But this was definitely a, a good a good successor. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I can't say, you know, there's anything in there that just really put me off or. You know, that made it a, a bad a bad movie. Bill, how many reverse flashes do you give it out of five? Well, I need to I need to see it again, but um, see it in three D. Yeah, Dude. that that's a deal. Um, I wanted to like it more in the first movie. Um, the first movie, I'm on record as saying, was in my opinion basically perfect. Yeah. So it's uh, it's hard to deal with, and you you think to yourself, okay, good. They've got the origin story out of the way. Next movie and the movie after and the movie after, they could just hammer you with story. And I am gonna mark off a little bit just because of the first what was it, forty five minutes ish? It just didn't seem like a whole lot was happening, and I, I waited for again that emotional connection where I just I couldn't turn away. Um, and uh, I, I just need to see how the ending uh, sequences are going to hold up. I'm glad to hear that you say that they're just fine, Miss yeah. Star. Um, but uh, I, I guess I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it four out of five, and that's a little tiny leap of faith that the movie will hold up on repeated viewings. Um, I don't want to give it a three and a half because I don't want it to seem like I'm giving it like a C, right. C plus or something. I think it's better than that, but you know, I need for that movie to prove it to me, and I, I expect it to. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with the four. Um, the uh, original Star Trek, I, 
if there was ever a way to give a five out of five, um, I just I don't think you should do that. You got to save that for the greatest movie that's ever been made, whenever <laughs> that happens. Um, but the original Star Trek, I think, would have been a four and a half out of five, easy. You know, maybe a, a four point seven two. The original Star get, Trek. You mean the first JJ the, the 2009 Star okay. Trek. Star, what about you? I would give it four and a half because I like character development in movies and they did a lot more character development yeah. in this. We got to know Uhura more. We got to know we got to know all the characters more. We got to see a side of Sulu. Yeah. You know, that that Kimini Sulu. We sure got to see a lot more of um, Bones. His, his character development as the prickly space. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Kind of guy. We didn't and get to see McCoy really do his job, though. I mean, we know that he, we know that he did on a couple of occasions because they reference it right. after he does it. You know, you... But but we saw we saw him... We saw him in sick Putting day. stuff on Kirk, trying, yeah. to, trying to surreptitiously so, do a, yeah. a and, exam. And how an exam. he became kind of, you know... Because... Yeah. Often Bones was the comic foil. Yeah. yeah and 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 Scotty's character, you know. I I I I really I really enjoyed the character development in this movie. I hope Kirk uh, realized that he needs he needs to have a good number two down that engineering room because <laughs> God forbid anything happens to Scotty, they're all screwed. Yeah, Chekhov. And Chekhov God bless nice. Chekhov. He's just not quite there yet. Well, I mean. He tried. He don't be, know Captain. He may be, he may have all the tools needed, but you know, like in any highly technical job, you know, many of us can, you know, an editor, for example, uh, you cannot be a good editor your first day on the job. Right. It's not possible to happen because you have to go through experiences. You you have to. You have to experience what uh, the uh, the engineer at CRM, who I I work with all the time, when he was training me to do what I'm doing now, which is something I've really never done before, he says, everything's going to be fine until you hit the black ice. And the black ice, you can't see coming, and it's not even necessarily your fault, but it's you're in a situation that you've got to get out of. And um, so, you know, uh, hopefully that doesn't tie in here too much. Russell. Fear, fear the black eyes. Um, I'd give it a four. I, I, I think I would give the first one pretty close to a five, if not five, because I just, I love it mm-hmm. so much. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, it was it was good. It was solid. I mean, like I said, I have a few nitpicks here and there, but overall, I liked it a lot. So, so when we do Star Trek Three, and we call everybody different names. Are we gonna have to call Uhura? Are we gonna have to call her Gamora? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, like I hope that. so. Should just call. Her. Or were okay. we? Get, I we do Guardians of the Galaxy. Are we just gonna call her Uhura? Yeah. I almost, I almost started calling her Avatar uh, <laughs> earlier. Dennis, uh, I probably give the first one a five. Uh, not not to say it's perfect, but it's in that highest yeah. percentile of being, mm-hmm. you know. Best of the best. Yes. Uh, I feel like the second one, I don't feel like it loses any steam at all. So I'd have to give it also a five. (laughs) Wow. I liked it. I liked it that much. Interesting. I do too. Side note before you give your review. 
Uhura and I share the first share our first names are the same. Because Nyota in Swahili is star. Oh wow. Really? Yes. I thought it meant um I don't know that I ever knew. Uhura is freedom. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I'm thinking Uhura is freedom. Yeah. Nyota is because star. There were, I yeah, Uhura Nyota is Swahili for beautiful. Or no, freedom. Or freedom. Okay, cool. And the only reason I know that is, I believe you. The only reason I know that is because it was a trivia question uh, a couple weeks ago at trivia that my me and my buddy Kevin Wright do on Tuesday nights. Okay. But yeah, so we're both stars. Very cool. Sorry. I give it four and a half at least. Mm -hmm. Four seven five probably. I didn't have any problems with it. I wasn't bored once. Not one second was I bored in this movie. I don't remember being bored in the first movie. I remember being captivated the whole time. This one I was, I don't think, like Bill, I don't think I looked at my watch once. The first one felt like chapters for sure. Yeah. I mean, the first one was definitely, yeah. here's this sequence, then here's this sequence, then here's this sequence. And it really played out like a multi-act play. This, to me, kind of felt like one really long book. As opposed to, I mean, it, it felt like, it felt like it was just almost kind of one continuous story um, it, it didn't feel like it was cut up into into easily recognizable chunks like uh, like the first one is you know um, well it was it was time maybe continuous that's, maybe that it was not yeah. early yeah. Kirk right Academy Kirk yeah Enterprise you know uh, it was well the first one I mean you've got you've got it's sections him on, this was yeah one big long you got chain of you events. Know, Kirk on the ice planet. Kirk on the you know you know you've got that kind of stuff where you can easily kind of delineate where bits of the movie are. And this one, it kind of felt like like you said, kind of just one continuous story almost. There was never there never really was any passage of time between any points in the movie. Mm -hmm. It was you dang near could have just put a clock on it and just you know it was almost like it was like the twenty four of sci fi movies. And I, I almost expected to hear a choo 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 choo. Speaking of 24, it's coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, and can't be more happier. Um, 12 episodes. 12 I would episodes. like to. Uh, I would like to say that 12 episodes is a much better idea than 24 episodes. <laughs> I would also like to say that once again, once again, and 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 it, somehow they keep finding new and more interesting ways of proving to us the, the Hollywood people that. There are so few new ideas out there. Yeah. I mean, really? You're recycling 24? That's this, your new big idea? This is the guy who's clamoring <laughs> for a new Star Trek TV show. After I, there's been a million of them. For the record, I am also the guy who was locked in from the first episode 24 and never missed one. Okay. So Frank, you're not, you're, you're not talking to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. I would give it 3.75 solid fun summer movie um, I bought the first Star Trek um, dang near perfect movie this one I just had a lot of fun good uh, some things bothered me I wish it wasn't a rehash of a movie we've already seen that was much better the first time so uh, good movie go see it it's fair enough. fun fair enough our next episode will deal with conventions the convention that we went to earlier today and probably a little bit tomorrow. Uh, 
We can have an earful when we talk about that. Yeah. Let's, so. uh, let's just save discussion for that. But yeah. yeah, it'll be the Dallas Comic Con. Did you go? I didn't go today. I know you saw me, but I wasn't there. I tried to go. You said, I thought you told me you saw Frank. No, I saw Bill. You said Frank. We're, we, we get mixed okay. up all the time. You said Frank. It's possible. Well, I made it's, the mistake of not getting a ticket early, and it was sold out when I no, got No, you there. didn't make a mistake. Uh, no. You no. made the best mistake you yeah. could have made. We'll yeah. talk about more of that next week. So, thank you, Russell and Star and Dennis Poo. Sure. Yep. Thank you, Dennis, for the tailgating tacos. Oh my gosh. Nice. And Frank for the tailgating pizza. I miss tacos? What? (laughs) Before the movie, we met in the parking lot and had... uh, That was fun. No. Yeah. That was fun. And we'd like to thank Brad also for providing the Shirley Temples we enjoyed. Oh, that was very good. Thank you. Thank you. Shirley Temples? I missed that too. Yeah, you missed it. You missed it. Yeah, I don't need that stuff. Um. So I think that's it. For yeah. Now. Great. So until next time. Oh, and hope the feed's working now. So yes, you probably have some yes. backup shows you need to listen. Thank to. you. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Russ. By thank the way. you, Russell. Did all the heavy lifting and getting this site up and running. We are now back up and running on iTunes. You've got every podcast on our network is back up on iTunes. There's a master feed if you want to just get them all in one serving. One helping, one feed. Uh, you can subscribe individually. Uh, there's now subscribe links on the website as well, right, Russell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's an Amazon link on our website now. If you want to order something from Amazon, you can search for it using the Amazon search box on our website and pull up a specific item. And if you order it, they throw us a few bucks, a few cents, or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you use that website and go to Amazon and then search for another product, then it's just back to Amazon. It doesn't benefit us any. So if you know what you want... If you know what you want, you can use our link to search for it, and you can see in the text, the link in the URL, it'll say HHWLOD in it. Yeah. It's, so, it's a way to support the show yes. while you're still getting stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, and that I'm going to use it from now on when I order stuff. Yeah. Yes. Me too. So when Brad goes back Very and cool. orders the uh, 24 Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be ordering. Or when you that, get Star Trek, I'll be ordering that new Primus re-release, which, by uh, the way, didn't come out last week. They po- postponed it a week, so it'll be oh out. No. It'll be out. Oh no! Did, did it not test well? I don't know. It'll they be out to go back and do some reshoots. Wait, this is the uh, this is the. Um, Vinyl, right? Well, it's oh. vinyl and and a new CD release with a new. Maybe they ran out of vinyl. That's Maybe. true. They may have, we may have run out of oil. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bad sign. Because um, I got to get some gas in my car. So I guess that's it, and we'll <laughs> see you next week for more of this wonderful thing you love so much. Yeah, let's on three. Let's whisper half hour wasted because the kids are asleep. Ready? One, two, three. Half hour wasted.